Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Lacrosse and Sport, the podcast for the fastest game on two feet and America's fastest growing sport. Here are your hosts, Roger Welton and Steve Jordan. Lax lovers, and welcome back to another edition of Lacrosse and Sport. Coming to you with my brother from another mother, my Lax buddy Steve Jordan. Welcome, Steve from California. How are things out west, buddy? Beautiful as always, my man. 80 degrees today, sunny, and uh, feeling great. Energy here is awesome. It's springtime, even though it's beautiful and sunny all year long. We do have uh, we do have a season here, and it is lacrosse season. I just went to go see. My alma mater, University of Maryland, play North Carolina here. They do a, a West Coast Invitational every year, and Maryland always seems to be there. It's down in Orange County. Went with uh, Gary Greenbaum, who oh, nice. we had on the show yeah, about yeah, a year yeah, ago. The legend. The legend. The, the, legend, the yeah. Hall of Famer yeah. uh, from Pace University. Great guy. Uh, he picked me up, and we drove down there and had a great time. I, I connected with Scott Hockstead, who uh, played at Maryland, three-time All-American there, and Got to see him and a couple other people I, I've met through the years. And uh, it's just, man, being in the lax community and just seeing it here on the West Coast and that capacity is awesome. So I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling spring fever, bud. Awesome, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Actually, we just finished up our uh, FTLL season. That's a Florida Travel Lacrosse League. So it's our club playing against uh, some of the – actually, all of the best teams in the state. It's a humbling experience, but we're still – we're building a program. Which uh, actually uh, is is how I met our guest tonight. Um, it, so so I'm I'm coaching the 10U division, my son's team, and we're playing this team called the Ninjas, and they're 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 pretty good. <laughs> I think this, the final score was like 25 to 13. I was just glad uh-huh. I was in 13, right? But it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, very well coached team, a lot of class, and and uh, I look over and I see their coach, and he's this very large, very athletic looking person, and I'm thinking to myself, that dude must a division one player somewhere or you know plays pro somewhere whatever uh, i thought you were going to say other oh, guy reminds me of steve oh yeah it actually reminds me of me no i'm only kidding <laughs> uh yeah so, so i look over and, and then and then uh my friend alan Almonte, as, as it turns out we're you know, mutual friends uh community guy here he's like hey dude you know that's duncan clancy i'm like from the launch he's like he's like yeah you had like a big straw hat on duncan i'm gonna introduce you in a minute but i i, I didn't see your face but i'm like holy crap our local team so uh we got talking, and I said, uh, you know, we have mutual friends, the McGill brothers, that come and do the pro camp, and Duncan's going to join us for the pro camp this year, so we're very excited to have a, a guy from our local team. So, Duncan, without further ado, welcome to the program. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, guys. appreciate you having me. Welcome. So, so you're originally Florida boy. I'm trying to get my, my uh, chronology right here. Um, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. You're originally a Jersey no. guy. Jersey guy. Originally Long Island. Long Island. So, okay. Long right. Island. I hear the Long Island. <laughs> right. Well, I always joke. I, I got so I, ha- I was in Long Island for 11 years, then Jersey until I was 20. I got out pretty much unscathed. You know, I could have come out with a pretty <laughs> accent, and uh, I made it through without 
um, you know, a few coffees and chocolates here and there. But I bet, I bet uh, if we put a six pack in you, you'd be all and all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably not wrong. You're probably not wrong. You know, it's in my blood. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I do consider myself a Florida guy now. I've been down here for uh, going on eight years now. Hard to believe, but um, so so these this is kind of this is my home, and these are where my roots are at this point. I, I, I awesome. Know you, I, I know how you feel, brother. I've been here since '04, uh, much later in the game than you. But I, 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 the only bad dreams that I have is I got to move back to Jersey. And I wake up, I'm like, oh, it's just a dream. It's all good. I love Florida so much. Um, so, so you were an attackman for. So, so you played for the legendary Lawrenceville Prep program. I know they're not having their best days right now, but that was always a battle back when Steve and I played. In fact, they beat us by two goals, and that actually put us in the top 20. I remember just running with mm-hmm. Lawrenceville. So you played for Elville as an attacker. You played for Rutgers University as an attacker. Um, you uh, led the team one season with uh, assists, and that won you the Alfred Sasser Award, I guess, um, or the trophy. Your, your coach really appreciates assists more than goals, apparently. And you led the team in points. Um, and then you That's later. team finished, player. Yeah, man. It's good stuff. And then, and then later you finished at Jacksonville for your senior year because you had that eligibility over it because you were injured. So. Tell us about your college career, man. Let, let, let take us through it. Yeah, so um, I always joke with people, you know, to start, I have two teams that I can always root for as an alumni of uh, Rutgers and Jacksonville. So whatever team's doing better, you know, recently it's been Rutgers. I, you know, I can always kind of cherry pick, uh, uh, you know, whatever team's doing better, Sam, an alumni of that school. So the quick rundown is I had four years at Rutgers. Um, you know, I was in Jersey at the time in high school, as you mentioned, at Lawrenceville. I uh, was recruited locally by Rutgers, which, you know, um, I had kind of pushed off to the side and then later in the recruiting process went up there and was blown away, away by the guys on the team and um, really the atmosphere there. I really, you know, didn't expect to like it and uh, I ended up loving it. So, you know, that's the way so many things have gone, uh, you know, for me. And I think, you know, I'm not unique in that regard, but, um, you know, had great four years at Rutgers. Um, and then um, unfortunately, my senior year at Rutgers had. Uh, tore a muscle off of my hip, which was painful, uh, second game of the year, um, and it knocked me out for the whole season. So I had a medical red shirt from that senior year, which I, you know, weighed my options at the end uh, of my four years at Rutgers and said, uh, let's get a different experience for my final year, you know, kind of playing with house money, so to speak, and came down to Jacksonville. So I kind of compare and contrast the two Rutgers was a, a huge school where, I wouldn't see, uh, you know, somebody I'd see him once and then never see him again. And, and then Jacksonville was, you know, uh, a place where you're going into class and there's, you know, nine, nine other kids in the class. So it was, um, you know, two different experiences. That's good for the girls. When yeah. you, 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 I've, I've, I've partied in Rutgers a few times and I've had some good times there. That's a fun school. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Hey, how about I'm, those, the grease, uh, the grease trucks? That oh. played off, that's oh. cool. played off for you and, the grease trucks are the best bulk and dial on the planet right there. You know, you slap on French fries, mozzarella sticks onto a cheesesteak. Whatever else can fit under there. Uh, you know, some of those creations are just mind-boggling. Uh, I used but, to have the fat cat with cheese. I think it's exactly what you just described, the fat cat with cheese. Um, so, yeah, so, so awesome. then uh, you, you, you uh, ended up getting signed with the launch. Um, where you transitioned to MIDI. Uh, can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually a pretty interesting story or kind of funny for my my regard. I came in as an attackman, was drafted as an attackman. Uh the coach at the time, Stan Ross, said basically, look, uh, at the end of trials, you're gonna make this team, but it's gonna be as an offensive midi. Uh which, you know, kinda caught me by surprise, but 
you know, looking back, we had uh, McCardle, Kieran McCardle at attack. Uh, who came in. <laughs> we, had, we had Casey Powell. Casey Powell. And then, wow. We had Lyle Thompson and Miles Thompson oh in, in the so, uh, you know, top five. Top five players of all time. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't make up a more log jam list of Pacman. Uh, Holy. So me being uh, the sensible person I was, I said, absolutely, you know, throw me at Mitty. You know, I, I saw that. But, um, you know, it, it ended up being great. It kind of fit my style as more of an athlete in this league, um, you know, dodging downhill um, and then kind of letting those really, you know, truly legendary and skilled guys kind of bury the rock at the end and, and, you know, handle the finesse part of it. Um, so it, 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 the transition worked well, and it was kind of a natural transition for me, thankful. Nice. That's great. You know, there's, uh, I think you just said there, a lot of, like, the athleticism needed to not just play midfield, you know, but to transition from playing one position your whole life career and going into another one on the spot and, performing at the the level that you were says a lot about you, you know, as a person and as someone who's flexible and uh, has the ability to create an opportunity. So that's great. Yeah. That, that's one thing I, I, JJ Watt had talked about a few years ago and, and say what you want about the guy, but you know, I really agree with his off season philosophy of kind of create the strongest organism that you can, and then kind of let the coaches mold and shape that. And, and for me, as I progressed in my lacrosse career, that became my athleticism. And that's really what I attacked, uh, where I felt like that gave me kind of that edge over everybody else. So that's where I wanted to, you know, have that strength surplus and be powerful. And, um, you know, lacrosse, you know, I, I look more like a football player than a lacrosse player. And a large part of that is, is a byproduct of the way I train. Um, but you know, that's for, for a reason. And, and I've seen sort of the payoff, um, because of that. And Duncan, I mean, you know that I'm a performance coach and trainer, celebrity trainer and performance training has been, you know, a lot of the conversation here, uh, at certain points. Tell us a little bit about what you do in the off season. How do you train? What's the progression look like? Yeah. So I guess, you know, just, just getting going. I, I, um, you know, we'll be weightlifting three or four days a week. And then I'm out on the field, uh, four to five days a week, um, you know, doing my own thing on the field in terms of training. Uh, really the, the main difference I would say kind of moving backwards here was this off season. I attacked my endurance a little bit more running wise. So I, I dropped a few pounds, got a little bit leaner, but felt like that kind of upped my, um, endurance. Uh, and what did you do to do that? How did you drop those pounds? So it was, it was actually totally unrelated to diet. It was all training and, and, um, really a, a greater emphasis on more frequent, um, sessions with short burst intervals, um, stuff that, you know, I really, one of my, one of my, um, goals this offseason was to become a better defenseman, you know, a defensive midi. And naturally that, you know, requires you to be, uh, a really, what I would call malleable athlete. You need to be powerful, but you also need to be fast. You have to kind of adjust to what the competition's throwing at you. And, um, so that, that, you know, a lot of backpedal and stuff, sh- sh- uh, side shuffle, um, you know, footwork type stuff, um, because I felt like I had the power developed already, but it was about, you know, taking that horsepower and being able to apply it to the change ground. direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. What does your nutrition look like? So nutrition, um, it, 
I realized early in college when I really started to attack weightlifting how uh, imperative nutrition was, and that's one of the things I always say I did right starting off. Um, I eat very healthy, but I eat extremely high calories. So uh, I'll eat, you know, three to four big meals a day uh, plus a snack as needed. But um, I would say each of those meals averages close to 1,800 calories. I, I'll do stir fries, you know, in the morning, you know, um, I'll have nine eggs, uh, spinach, you know, cooked in, in grass-fed butter, topped with, you know, four tablespoons of olive oil, you know, with three to four cooked, cooked, cooked cups of rice. Um, you know, I get the big salad bowls from the uh, Publix and, and, you know, fill them up to the brim. And uh, for me, that's kind of been a sustainable way for me to eat enough and eat healthy so that I'm not going out to Chick-fil-A and crushing, you know, seven sandwiches at one time. <laughs> awesome which I do allow myself to do once, once a week in the mornings, um, which kind of keeps my, my I, I like, I like that. You got to have, I, I have a, a, a blog post that's done really well, cheat day or cheat meal. And it's really all dependent upon what, you know, is best for you and what your needs are. But that's really great that you have that cheat day in there. And I love the, the process there. And I think the big takeaway for the listeners here is that it's planned out. There's no, you know, like, Hmm, what am I going to do today? Like, I'm sure you're very regimented about it and systematic and you're doing it daily and consistently. Is that right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a creature of habit for sure. And I always say to kids, you know, nutrition wise, training wise, that's benefited me greatly. Um, where you kind of look, um, uh, Steve, where you're familiar, where you look at kind of a macro view, call it three months and you sort of plan out your training, you're planning out your nutrition, say, this is what I want to accomplish lacrosse wise. And then, you get that plan in place and then you attack it. And, and that way it sort of takes the thinking out of it. And I always say you, you want an athlete with kind of uh, just enough meathead in him where I, I mean, I can <laughs> turn off the thinking part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And you want that aggressiveness. And, and I, I don't think you can get that if you're constantly evaluating what you're doing instead of just putting your head down and working and believing in your plan. Love it. Nice. Yeah. So I, I loved all the kids to pay attention to this because I think versatility in an athlete is huge. Uh, getting pigeonholed at any age, right? It, it's just, it doesn't make sense. And great that we all have our strengths, right, uh, as athletes. And, you know, I remember uh, Marcus Holman. We had Marcus Holman on, on the show. And, and Marcus actually started as an attackman in, uh, in Long Island. And then at NC State, he started as a, a, a midi. And remember, he's, he's like, I think that was, that might have been my first All-American because he had three total All-Americans. You know, he's a pretty good player. And then actually in, in, in MLL, I guess he goes back and forth. They'll move him up to that midi slot to dodge right. from the top and, and dump, and, and then they'll bring him down low to finish. So, you know, being versatile is huge. I look at my own son. Um, he wants to wanted, past tense, to be a midi because daddy was a midi. And, um, you know, he, he can't run that well, but he's, he can post up. And, you know, against the ninjas, he probably had five or six of those goals against, you know, of those 13 down on the high right. post, just, you know, catch and rip. That's what he does. And, Thankfully, he's accepted that, you know, and, and you know, for, for a nine-year-old to accept that is, is, is pretty neat. So I, I'd like the kids to take that lesson from Mr. Duncan Clancy here that, you know what, and, and I love that you're working on your defense because most attackers suck at defense. Right? <laughs> so so can, you, can, you take, can you take us through um, how do you prepare yourself for defense when you didn't do it all your life? So, at, at the professional level, no less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of a long kind of answer. I would say a long journey. Um, you know, what, what I would say before I kind of go off on a tangent, the thing that has helped me most has been cone drills. And 
Um, just like what I was saying to Steve, you know, just developing that quickness and that power, that speed and, and um, that balance and coordination within a, a, a 10 to 15 yard area, because that's really what lacrosse is. That's the, you know, the demands opposed on you as a, a defenseman. Um, so, you know, you could say, I get in great shape and, you know, I'm ready for defense if I run, you know, three miles or whatever, but that's not what you're going to be doing in a game. So what I tried to do is I looked at what, you know, uh, short stick D-middies were doing in a game. What were they, they would have to sprint up to their defensemen, you know, absorb, drop step, run with them, reattack. You know, there was that component of kind of staying over your hips with your upper body, but also obviously having that balance and agility with your lower body. So, um, I found that, you know, cone drills, uh, with my stick in my hand, coupled, you know, ending with a ground ball into a shot, uh, really kind of kept me uh, engaged enough where it wasn't, you know, mindless running. Uh, it was still enough where it felt like I was working on my lacrosse game, but, you know, I was becoming a better overall athlete in doing so. And I think that was my biggest return on, on investment, speaking defensively. Nice. And were you playing with a long stick or practicing with a long stick or – no, you know, I, I was, I'll never really have a pole in my hand. So it was all short stick stuff. And, and one of my philosophies actually is, is really, especially the young guys to emphasize what I call basketball defense, put the stick down and play defense with your hands and your feet. And, um, I do it with my high school guys a lot. And, um, you know, it, it, it just reaffirms that it, it's all about body positioning, um, more awesome. so than, you know, use that it is about the stick. That's yeah, cool. I like that. That's a really nice caveat there. Yeah, yep. I have my little knuckleheads uh, play defense with pool noodles, right? So they can't. Nice, nice. There you go. They can't like the stick. I, I, I didn't come up with that. Uh, Justin Moe from U.S. Lacrosse. He's a sure. South Florida guy. Yeah, I know Justin. You know Justin. Yep. Yeah, great, great yep. guy. Great. When I was getting my U.S. Lacrosse certification, he's like, dude, use pool noodles. I'm like, that's brilliant. Love it. Um, so, so, uh, so, so you're you're gonna be our, at the upcoming pro camp. Let's talk about that for a moment. A lot of our listeners are local. Uh, we had, uh, I think, what, 60, over 60 in our last one, Steve? Between yeah, somewhere around there, like 60 boys and about 15 oh, girls, 20 girls. Actually, it was like 25 girls. Uh, yeah, 25 girls. Don't worry, you're not going to be coaching the girls, Duncan. We have a uh, – Coach plenty of the girls are right. <laughs> no, they, oh, they're fun. They're, they, yeah. they're, they're competitive we, oh, when okay. we play they're our nasty. games. They, they get out there. Yeah. I love coaching girls across. I, I, I have uh, my own company down here where I train kids privately, and I, I – uh, shockingly enough to me, picked up a lot of girls across players over the last few years. So I've had to kind of learn the game and the nuances, but really the fundamentals between men's and, and women's lacrosse are very similar. And, and I was actually just uh, commenting to a girl I was training this morning that I'm going to bring a girl stick to uh, one of my practices soon for a few of my guys that like to keep their stick uh, down by their waist, give it, <laughs> give them the girl stick and see how it goes with that for a few reps. So nice. A lot of what the girls do, um, you know, can reinforce, you know, the guys' mechanics. But the girls are also more coachable in general. The girls in general, just their demeanor, they're more receptive to coaching, I've found. They're like, yeah, they, they have an attention span. They actually have an attention span. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a seven-year-old daughter that, you know, I'm kind of forced to coach girls across now, too. But that's very, very rudimentary, you know, at that level. Um, so, yeah, so, so far, Duncan, we've had, uh, you know, obviously the McGill brothers started this for us. So they're, they're, they're just a mainstay. Uh, so, so two two long poles. We've had Marcus Holman, the attackman. We've had uh, Kyle Hartzell, the great Kyle Hartzell, who does play some long stick midi, but a lot of a lot of close D. You're our first midfielder, so so we're extremely excited, and um, there's already a buzz about you know a, a midi coming in. So so uh, I'm really excited. So question is, are you, you going to come for the two days? Are you going to be here the whole four days? What what's your plan? 
Uh, I'm at least there for two. I'm still waiting to figure out my schedule. I'm, I'm uh, sponsored by Powell Lacrosse, and I'm sort of waiting to figure out my uh, camp schedule with them. They run a bunch of camps throughout the country and actually a, a, a lot of really cool destination-type places, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, you know, Bozeman, Montana, you know, some cool places that I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, being able to, to get out there, you know, using lacrosse as kind of a vehicle to uh, explore the world. Anywhere out here in California? Uh, I don't think they have any in Cali. I think they've got some in Oregon, a few in Washington State, one down in Arizona, but uh, I don't think in California at all. Well, if and when you do make it out here, you must let me know. Absolutely. Of course. Southern Cal. Yeah. Of course. Well, we will all be united for um – you know, for the four, well, at least the two days. The good thing is the first two days, it's July 16th through the 19th. So my birthday is on the 17th. It always coincides with my birthday. It always is. It always <laughs> does. And, and it, uh, it, it, it's usually a pretty epic time. So <laughs> I don't know if you ever part what of it. What he remembers. Yeah. What he remembers. And I'm usually the one keeping it together so that the next day at the camp, things are organized. And I'm, <laughs> like, getting things. And, like, people are like, where is Roger? I'm like, I don't know. Don't ask. He's running on fumes. Yeah, he's running on fumes. <laughs> well, see, these kids get me for free, right? So I actually, on purpose, I don't coach at all. I just, you know, making sure there's water, snacks, you know, everything the kids need. But I'm leaving it to you guys. Steve's doing the strength and agility and the footwork portion. You guys are doing your thing on the professional level. Uh, coach Lindsay does uh, on the girls' side. But, you know, we do a lot of, like, co-ed stuff like uh, ultimate handball and things like that because it's not just lacrosse for four straight hours, you know. Can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, that gets old. And we'd love, we'd love some, uh, you know, some new drills and or games stuff that you might have up your sleeve. So that'd be great if you could bring that. Of course, of course, we'll we'll uh, we'll cook something up. We'll cook something. Cool. Up. Uh, let's turn, let's switch gears quickly to the launch this year. So, um, Alan, our mutual friend, has your opening day is uh, Brevard Lacrosse Alliance night. So our Ted nice. News are going to play in your stadium uh, to uh, before the game, right, right before. And then I believe our 12 U's are going to play a scrimmage during halftime. So we're, our whole club's coming down. So um, who, who are you playing opening day? Oh, gosh, you're going to put me on the spot. I don't even know. I know it's April 28th. Um, I know our first week, week one's at, uh, we're in Atlanta. Um, I'm not sure who we open up uh, against um, that second week. Uh, I do know it's April 28th, but uh, I haven't even gotten that far ahead yet. It's day to day with me. You're a busy dude. I, 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 I understand. I'm actually going to Google it right now as we're speaking. Steve, you got any follow-up on that? No. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, honest, no. Trying to buy some time here, Steve. Thanks, man. I know. Sorry, buddy. I I, to be honest, I mean, I I didn't have any questions. (laughs) Let's see. I'm at the launch website. Let's see. We've got a lot of new faces, but uh, a lot of the same kind of pillars, so to speak. So, um, you know, I think – what you can expect is we can, you know, hit hit the early season, um, hit the ground running rather than last year where it was a little bit more of a trial and error period, right. uh, rotating rosters and, and things like that. So um, it should be a good product right off the bat. All right. I, I do have a question. I just thought of something. Now that you're ready, Roger, you're going to have to wait. Um, is there any talk about having another expansion team in Los Angeles or out here in Southern Cal? I they had, had one. We had it was the L.A. Riptide that Riptide, we had for many years. The San Francisco Dragons, and uh, the, you know those teams are held, um, uh, you know, with the highest regard by some of the guys that used to play for them. Um, they just, you know, say they did it right. 
and the guys felt the love, you know, from the organization. I think there's a market there in California. I, I'm sure people are looking. I'm sure the league's looking. I don't know of anything tangible yet. Um, mm. but, um, I'm, I would be shocked if they weren't sniffing a few of the markets out there. You know, I think yeah. the is, especially with the San Diego, you know, indoor team, you know, it just reaffirms there's, um, you know, that, that commitment level to lacrosse. There's enough of a, a general population out in California now, a lacrosse yeah. population to, to, you know, um, you know, think make it the work. The game that I went to, the Maryland North Carolina game, Maryland wins 11 7. The stadium was packed. It yeah. was sold out. 13,000 people. Gotta love that. Same. So. Yeah. Same. It was awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. So I, I, I did get the information. Uh, thanks for buying me time there, Steve and Duncan. Uh, you're playing the Chesapeake Bayhawks. So that should, okay. be, that should gotcha. be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll all be down there. Uh, Steve, any chance you could fly out for that? It's it's awesome. We stay at the Marriott there, with, and that's where all the players stay, too. So uh, yeah, some of them unfortunately. will have us after the game. It's, uh, it's really cool. That, you know what I love about uh, the, you know, the, just just the pro lacrosse players. You guys are so available to the fans. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's it, it's so cool. You're out there signing autographs. You know, just chatting with the parents. You know, back at the hotel, and uh, it, it, it's almost like a minor league baseball kind of atmosphere, right? Right. It, well, is that by, well, by design there? Yeah, it is. And and I always say, you know, really for the MLL to get going, it's grassroots, grassroots, grassroots. It's getting your face out in front of the kids and. Uh, being that representation within that community and developing those relationships, you know, that's what it is. And, um, you know, I think all the guys in the league understand the value in that. A lot of these guys grew up going to MLL games, myself included, back at the uh, New Jersey Pride games, yeah, uh, sure. back, you know, at, uh, you know, at Rutgers back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that's what kids remember. That That's what makes the MLL kind of a unique experience is that availability to the pro guys, and all these guys are, are, you're right, they're great guys, they're great athletes, great lacrosse players, but, you know, they're, they're you know, good guys you all want to go, you know, have a beer with. They're stand-up guys, and, and you kind of, that trickles down to the kids and the, the interaction with the fans, I think. Very approachable. Mm-hmm. No, it absolutely does, and it applies to even, like, you know, living legends like Casey Powell. You know, he's just out there joking around, giving the kids noogies and stuff. It's just, it's absolutely remarkable. So much fun. So we're looking forward to having you up here, and we'll, we'll see you before the camp. Uh, well, not Steve, but my whole family will be down there, and I'm sure Alan will be down there. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much our whole club are really excited about it. Um, Steve, any any uh, any parting questions here for Duncan? No questions, just comments, and uh, just an acknowledgement for your career and your focus of, to get to where you're at and your ability to maintain your optimal level of health and performance uh, during this, because I know it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of sacrifice and discipline, and uh, I appreciate you very much, and I'm looking forward to meeting you this summer and coaching with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Yeah, I've, uh, I've always taken pride in, um, you know, making sure I don't have gaps in my training, and, uh, you know, that's kind of been a passion of mine. Um, um, it sounds like much like yourself, Steve, so, so you know, as you can see, the progress is addicting. Um, so, so I hear you loud and clear. Awesome. Well, excellent. Hey, fantastic interview. So much fun. Um, thank you for coming on the program, Duncan, taking a minute, a moment of your busy schedule to, uh, to speak to two, uh, two local podcasters in the space coast. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on and, uh, seriously, I can't wait. You know, I love summer and, and can't yeah. wait to get up there and, you know, I'm as busy as ever over the summer, but, um, uh, you know, I've had great experiences, uh, in the short time that I've seen your, 
your crew from up there. So look forward to seeing you guys uh, in a week Good. or so. I'm gonna well, we'll get you, you on. The... You will want to come back. Holman wants to come back constantly, <laughs> but his his he, you know he's coaching over at Utah now, so he's got yeah, a crazy yeah. schedule. But he's like, this was he's like, I felt like I was like in college again. This <laughs> is so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. It's a nice little vacation as well. Yeah. We make yeah. it. We make it fun. We balance it out really nicely, and we'll, we, we look forward to having you back on the podcast after the season or sometime during the year, maybe the beginning of next year, and kind of uh, continuing this this greatness here. So, you have a good night. Sounds great, guys. Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in, Duncan Clancy, everybody. Steve, as always, always a pleasure, buddy. Take care now. Wax on. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.